So today I'm with a friend. She's a wife. She's a co-owner to a dance studio called Dance to Dance International. And she's a really incredible dancer. A warm welcome to Mel. Hi, Danny. Thanks for having me. Here we are, a year and a month later. We've been through a lot. Mm. COVID hit us hard. You have a dance studio. There you are with your amazing husband. And you've got a booming business. COVID hits. Level 5 happens. What happens next for you and Elaine? Well, Danny, we started off with the most incredible dance studio. It was one of the biggest studios in KZN and we offered everything, Latin American and ballroom and hip hop and Pilates and all sorts. We even opened a little coffee shop that was doing so well. And then lockdown happened and sure, our world came crashing down a little bit, I'm sure, just as it did with everybody else. Um, we obviously had to close our doors and we had to try and find the new way of teaching and find the motivation to keep our students motivated but one by one they they dropped out um quite quickly and we landed up with about five percent of the students we once had five percent so what does that mean how do how did you survive what next well we tried to teach online a bit but with latin and ballroom it was a little bit difficult um difficult the hip-hop did very well. I mean, the online hip-hop was wonderful and we were so grateful to the instructor that we have. Um, he did a fantastic job. But with the Latin and Borum, it was very difficult because you need partners. And it was, you know, Elaine, my husband, teaches with um, people's energy and personalities and what they need in mind. Um, and he helps them, not just with their dancing, but he helps them develop and grow as people. And without that personal connection, it really was difficult. Um, finding that motivation ourselves during such a hard time was also really tough because now you have to go on and motivate other people. Um, and that's part of our job normally. And I found that to be the most challenging thing. We were so, so lucky to have a couple of students of ours, and they know who they are, that actually kept our doors open technically. They carried on paying their fees. Um, and that's the only reason why we're still open now today. So talk to me as a mother and as a wife. You have this amazing business and now all of a sudden lockdown happens. You have to close your doors and you only have 5% of the students that you normally have. How, how did you actually survive? Um, Danny, we obviously ate into all the savings and every safety net that we had created for ourselves. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. No, take your time. My kids, they got kicked out of school. We lost our home. We, we lost a lot. Take your time. Danny, we stuck together as a family and, you know, we had a lot of good people around us that supported us and helped us. You know, we tried to protect our kids and not let them know about everything that was happening. But they could feel it. Now, all of a sudden, they're aware of money and they're aware of what things cost. And it's really disheartening as a parent. You know, you're supposed to protect them from these things. But we made it through. We still, we were so lucky. We still had food on our table, even though we had to change the kind of things that we would buy. You know, we still were able to eat. And we still had each other, which was the most important thing. I mean, I know so many people who lost their loved ones. I know so many people who lost their friends. 
And we are so, so lucky that we still have each other. And we still had food on our tables. You know, we lost a lot. But um, like I said, together as a family, we were able to just pull it together. And thank goodness my, my parents are there because they helped like you cannot believe. Um, and we've moved into a rented home now, which we are so happy in. And, you know, life has just taken a turn um, for us personally. But we're making the most of it. And it's really thanks to all the kind and generous people that surround us. Take yourself back to that time where your kids got kicked out of school. You lost your home. How did you make it work with your husband? Because it, it works either one of two ways. You either part ways or you work together as a unit. How did you come together as a unit to make it work? And what happened with your kids with regards to school? Well, with school, I took on the full role of teaching them. I'm sure as most parents did, but instead of having the the work sent to them um, or sent to me, I found it online and I just, I'm very lucky with their age. Um, it's quite a lot of fun to teach them and they, they're only four and five. So we were able to do coloring and, and basic maths and art and, you know, patterns and a lot of um, tactile activities and things. So it was quite, um, we made the most of it and I tried my best as a mother to do that. And with my husband, you know, Danny, we've, we've been through a lot. Three years ago, we got attacked in our home and um, my husband, he got stabbed in the head and the arm. We, you know, we had intruders come in and it was very traumatic and, you know, the house was full of blood and it was horrendous. Um, but we had just overcome the PTSD from that. So we had been suffering from PTSD for two, three years. And during lockdown, it was actually a blessing because it brought us closer together um, it allowed us to rekindle our relationship and find that love for each other again, you know, as a, not just as a couple, but as a family. Um, and it gave us the chance to heal. So in that regard, it was quite a, um, I want to say sneaky blessing. <laughs> it was quite a um how, what's what's the word yeah that's a great analogy sneaky blessing <laughs> i'm gonna steal blessing. that expression yeah so here we are a year and a month later you've lost your house your kids have come out of school but yet you've managed to just be the ultimate fighter of kzn keep your family together keep a roof over your head what have you got now in place and, and what's driving you and where to from here the biggest thing that drives me is my faith because if you don't lose your faith through the hardest times of your life, then I feel like you're passing the little test that gets sent your way. Um, I'm trying to stay motivated every day for my kids, for my family, and also in a way to say thank you to all the people who have been there to support us through the hard times. You know, we didn't just go through lockdown and COVID and everything like most people, um, or everybody. We also had to deal with um, my brother, he lives in, in Joburg and he is an incredible human being. He feeds people and has foundations and he's just like one of those people in life who do so much good for others. And he landed up getting married, having a lockdown wedding the second the board or not the borders, and the second we were allowed to travel, we went and had a family wedding um, where we got to watch him get married to the love of his life that he'd been waiting for thirty four years for. And three days later, he started having seizures um, and quite literally died. 
and got revived again. So we were so, so grateful there. Um, he was then diagnosed um, and had a brain tumor and diagnosed with brain cancer. So that's also been quite a lot to deal with. Um, again, we've had so many people surround us with love and care and people who have supported us, you know, through this entire time. It's been one hell of a year, you know. When we got to level three, we were allowed to travel. Um, and obviously, being a very small group of people, it was just eight of us, we were able to attend his wedding. And then the three days after, obviously, my my husband drove my parents straight up immediately the second we could hear him having the seizures on the phone. It was quite traumatic. Um, you know, they, they drove up immediately to go and be by his side and they stayed with him for a very long time. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot to go through as a family and then obviously with COVID and all the issues and the hospitals and, you know, not being able to go in was, it's very very challenging and my respect to the medical industry because you know watching people pass away is one thing and you know you get you kind of being your job you kind of um never get used to it but you it's um never easy to watch that but you know what watching people having to be in isolation mm. and not have their loved ones with them mm. and then pass away is just so much more challenging and so much more difficult to witness and I know a lot of the medical staff are actually suffering from PTSD for that reason. Um, you know, so with Rick, my brother, you know, having brain cancer and having to have brain surgery during that time, you know, that was our biggest fear is that we couldn't be there for him. Mm. So, sure. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if that's all I want to say, but that's it. Okay, so sure, you've been through the roughest time and here you are, a fighter. What's going to help you and your husband in this time right now after what you've been through in the past year? Well, you know, there's a huge amount of fear out there. People don't want to go out and they don't want to go to dance classes right now because they're also needing to put food on their table and get their kids to school and they have other priorities. But at the end of the day, what we do need now is for people to just trust that you know, we offer safe dance classes and we're sticking to all the protocol and all the restrictions that we need to, you know, making sure that it's a safe enough environment. We know we've dropped all our prices. We've done everything we can. We've introduced new types of classes. So it's just what we need is patience. I know that people will come. I know people will always dance. Dancing has been around forever and it's such a great form of exercise and, you know, it, it brings people together and it it does a lot for your mental health and physical health. You know, so I know that people will come eventually. But I just need the patience, you know. How do people find out more about Dance to Dance International? Um, Danny, we've got a website and we've got a wonderful social media page, Dance to Dance International Studio Facilities. And we've got a cell phone number you can contact. It's 074-124-0171. And we've got an email you can contact us on it's info at d2di.co.za so the entertainment industry has been hit one of the hardest eh, out of all the industries i lost my event company as you know we've, we've spoken about that but the industry as a whole i mean what do you make of it and how do we recover danny the entertainment industry will never be the same again we've just lost far too much to be able to recover to the way we were before I think if ever there were a time to unite and stand together, this would be it. Because at the moment, 
there are so many people from this industry that have lost everything so much more than what we've lost you know they used to be backstage hands or lighting i mean huge big companies that have been around forever have gone down and it's so sad because we are not allowed to operate yet we can't put on our shows and we can't you know give our students something to work towards right now you know we were having to to try and do music videos or virtual shows and it's not the same people love entertainment they need to be able to go and watch a show and feel the vibe and feel the energy of the performers that's half of it you know half of the reason why people love it so much and now you know the entertainment industry isn't up and running yet i think we're one of the only industries who are not allowed to operate and until covid's gone i don't think we will be allowed to so we have to either hang in there find new ways or do something but um we're still trying to figure that out i mean there's only so much we can do i mean I would say like 80% of people have chosen to go online and they've done some incredible work, you know, and we've had to learn things that we've never known before. But at the end of the day, it'll never be as true and real as being on stage in front of a live audience. Well, as a dancer, I'm sure there's a lot of dancers and performers out there who've danced at least once or twice, you know, on a stage. And even at a school play or whatever, the rush you get from that and the memories you create, not just on stage, but off stage, backstage, it's, you know, it fills your your heart and your soul as a human being. The friends you make because you share those moments, like all of that, it's it's gone. Um, and who knows when we'll get that back. We are trying to make plans here and there. And, you know, like you said, people have come up with incredible ideas and have been so creative you know, as artists are, they're very creative and very technical as well. You'd be surprised about <laughs> how technical everybody's become. However, it's not, like I said, it, I don't think it will ever be the same again. We've got to find new ways to be able to move forward. I think it's actually going to help us in the long run as well, because I think if this has taught us anything, it's to be innovative it's to be tech savvy and hopefully in the future we can combine live performances with an online thing as well get an instagram page going or a podcast or something to keep people with us hey i'm wanting more that's it you know we're all about entertainment and i don't think people mind what medium they are able to express themselves um as long as they are feeling like they're entertaining people i think that's enough for now until we can get our stage back now if you could describe the past year and a month in one word what would it be humbling sorry i cried 